Hey, day four, out for a run. Church bells singing. In China, you can have freedom of religion, you just can't speak against the Communist Party. But other than that, you're pretty free to do what you want. We're gonna start off another great day today and learn a lot of cool things. Some things I learned yesterday was the real estate price here in Beijing are just insane. You know, a million and a half for a, a flat, for a small apartment, 900 square feet, for an average person. So back when Beijing was emerging and becoming a major center for the Chinese economy, you know, 25 years ago, people started buying these at a very reduced price, you know, for nothing. And now they're very wealthy because they own two or three of these. And another thing I found out that I thought was absolutely fascinating was there are only 5,000 permits to buy a car. You can't just go out and buy a car. You have to get a permit to buy a car from the government. And there are only 5,000 issued a month in Beijing. And the list is, I believe, 5 million people long to get a car. So it's very difficult to get a car here. And they're really pro-electric everything. There are lots of electric cars. All the motorcycles are all electric. And they do that, as I said in one of my earlier videos, to reduce pollution, but they didn't evaluate the unintended consequences of the cost of producing the batteries and recycling the batteries, so it's actually quite a little nightmare for them ecologically. But the air is cleaner than it has been when I've been here in the past. Uh, lots of just really fascinating things about this place. Number one, super, super, super expensive. I don't even know how people live here. Uh, it's expensive for me. And I think before I buy anything, I bought a bottle of Perrier yesterday. It cost me six bucks for one bottle. I buy the same thing at home for, you know, three fifty, four bucks. So it's a very expensive town to live in. You know, considering 25 million people, I'd say it's pretty clean. You know, it's not, it's not Japan clean, but it's pretty clean. They don't wash the streets or anything like that, but there's no garbage anywhere. People are very civilized, uh, walked around a lot. Just really enjoyed it. Big learning experience. I'm listening for the second or third time now a book on China, just to understand the cultural revolution that happened in the 60s and 70s and what happened then. And just really evaluating China then and the China now. What a difference, holy mackerel. Have they come a long way. So day four, we'll keep you posted. We're on a high-speed train today for about five hours. We're going to Xi'an, which is way in the west of China. That's where the uh, terracotta soldiers are. So we're going to head that direction and hopefully lots of interesting things to see along the way because I haven't been over to that part of China before in all my travel. So we'll see how it goes. So before we got on the train, we went over to one last stop in Beijing and that's the Temple of Heaven. It was quite beautiful, a huge park area. The temple area is not that big, but the park is gigantic. On one floor. The old name was called the Hall of Great Sacrifice. And then until 1530 in Ming Dynasty, the Empress says, no, 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 uh, since it's Temple of Heaven, so let's change the shape to the round one because Chinese culture would believe heaven is round, earth is square. So this is the looking from 1530. But in 1530, the three layers are different color. Now you can see they're all in blue. 
but back to 1530, the top layer used to be blue, symbolic the sky, the heaven. The middle layer used to be yellow, symbolic the royal family. The bottom layer used to be green, symbolic the populace. And until 1751, Qing Dynasty, the Empress says, let's change all of them into blue, because here's the temple of heaven. So this is the looking from 1751 actually. But 1889, the main building was burned down by the lightning fire. This is a replica in 1890. So this is around 120 years old. So the whole building quite famous all over China. So the whole stuff, no single nails at all. And it's supported by 28 huge columns divided into three main circles. The first circle in the middle, four pieces, symbolic the four seasons. Second circle, 12 pieces, symbolic the 12 months. And third circle, another 12, symbolic the 12 Chinese zodiacs. So that's the, you know, the, the layout of the building. What is inside? No statue, only a shrine, just like what you saw in Confucius temple. So no image, images everywhere, the same idea. So a shrine with a plaque in the middle, write down the name, God of Heaven. So this is inside looks like. So we continue to walk around the temple area, it's just absolutely huge, a little bit of rain, it wasn't too bad, just a little bit of sprinkles, lots and lots of people just taking in all the beautiful sculpture work. And this tree was 700 years old. People reached their hand out to feel the power off of it. A lot of cypress trees. So the entire park is filled with these cypress trees, which are absolutely stunning. They're huge. And this is what they actually built the temples out of. And so it's a huge park area. It's very unusual to have a park this big. I mean, it's the biggest park in all of Beijing. And lots of people and we filed through and looked at all the ceilings and the carvings and the paintings and it was pretty crazy how beautiful everything was. So Kevin, give yeah. me a rundown since Mao of the five leaders that China has had and their significance. Okay, so Mao is the founder of the country, also for the party. And uh being like the person, the, the opening uh, policy and black uh, cat, white cat. Yeah, so making the market being changed, and then uh, Jiang and uh, make the economy uh, goes up much better than before, and uh, Hu uh, keep what Jiang did uh, very safely and uh, peaceful for a long while, and uh, the new one, uh, Chairman Xi. And uh, he wanted make China became the number one country in the world and, and uh, to make our dream come true. So that's the five leaders uh, main idea. That's the very old looking. No elevator inside at all. My parents want their son go to a nice school. They bought one of those. Uh, almost a two million American dollars. But one of those. But not here. But by the location we're next to their dream school. Right. But that's the looking. Yeah. Not from 1982, Russian style. Next stop, the high-speed bullet train to Xi'an. Now, the crazy thing was, I've been in a lot of bullet trains before, and I've been in a lot of bullet trains actually in China, but there are a lot more people than I ever remember. Thousands of people getting on this train. I couldn't believe the numbers. And when we got off the train, I looked down the train to see how long it was. I couldn't see the end of it. And this is a bullet train going, you know, 250, 300 miles an hour. And the train stations are massive. This one's only about eight years old. I couldn't see to the end of it. It was just so huge because they're accommodating the mass numbers of people. Now in Xi'an, the population is about 9 million. You can see the condo development here or the housing developments. They're just huge and they never stop. They just go on and on and on and on. 
tons of new infrastructure builds. Look at the landscape around the side of the road. Look how deep the woods are, how close the trees are together. It's really quite remarkable. On top of that, everything's maintained at a very high level when you consider the numbers of people. We got another hotel. Look how beautiful this flower arrangement is. So there you go. Day four, China.